What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future passion. Explore paths to careers that will excite and motivate you. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu to find out how to connect to your future. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. The Unified Civic Monuments Project in St. Joseph and Benton Harbor is getting closer to being a reality. Mike Nadalski of the Citadel Oak Room in Benton Harbor says they're hoping to have the monuments of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. ready to be installed in June of 2024 in both St. Joe and Benton Harbor. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. I mean, both sites have been approved. Both designs have been approved. Uh, The fundraising is two-thirds of the way there. And so we're in the final third of fundraising, and we're in the logistics planning stage now. Nadalski says the goal for construction this year is to have the foundation set and get the rest of the money raised so the monuments can be built. St. Joseph Mayor Laura Goose says the statue will go in the Margaret Upton Arboretum. This is an exciting place for it because it's near the river. It's going to be oriented towards Benton Harbor, which is important for the project um, because we're twin cities and we need to act more like twin cities. And uh, so a king for two cities, two, two kings for two cities is an important thing. Nadalski says they're looking to raise $300,000 in the next six weeks for the project. Meanwhile, St. Joe Mayor Laura Goose is speaking out about why she's chosen not to seek another term in the November election. She was asked about that on the morning show today. Being on the city commission, I had a few goals. And I was looking back uh, at what I've been able to bring to the table um, since I was elected in 2017. And I thought, gosh, I mean, I, I kind of achieved everything that I wanted to achieve with this role. Goose says her father's also ailing with a disease that he was diagnosed with last fall. And that's another reason to stop serving on the commission. She adds she also works around 50 hours a week for her career and felt the need to pull back. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved a new marijuana grower's permit, this time for Kushava Craft to operate at 261 Water Street. At a meeting last night, commissioners considered the request after a recommendation from the Planning Commission. Mayor Marcus Mohammed said regardless of the product they're selling, marijuana operations in Benton Harbor are improving the community. What we've seen in what this industry is buildings that have been vacant, not on the tax roll or just basically desolate that we've seen renovation. We've seen where they've been revived, placed back on the tax roll and employing persons inside. The city still has not hit its limit for marijuana grow operations. Kushava Craft is previously operated in Colorado. The Benton Harbor Planning Commission approved the site plan for the grow operation last month. Commissioners approved the permit with uh, Commissioners Sharon Henderson and Ethel Clark Griffin voting no. Meanwhile, the Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety is preparing to announce its plan to keep the city safe this summer. Speaking to commissioners last night, Public Safety Director Dan McGinnis said he'll be hosting a presentation next week with community leaders. He said a local pastor has taken a lead on talking with residents about keeping the peace. He's leading the charge on we're going into apartment complexes in, in the city of Township. It's going to be starting May 27th, going through the summer, I want to say about eight weeks. McGinnis said that the plan goes beyond just writing tickets and arresting people. We have a plan for our community, and that's what we want to show and ask you to join us as we change our community. McGinnis said there are plans for an anti-gun violence march on Memorial Day. It'll go from Benton Harbor High School down Empire to Seats Park. Speakers will talk about the effects of gun violence. 
He said his presentation next week will be uh, online via the city's YouTube channel. Congressman Bill Heisinger met with Berrien County farmers on Monday and is asking the U.S. Department of Labor to reduce some of the fees they pay for migrant workers. Heisinger tells us the department recently increased the adverse wage requirement that farmers have to pay migrants. No one at DOL can really explain the why. I led a bipartisan letter. In fact, we had every member of the Michigan delegation, except for one Democrat from the city of Detroit, who signed on to this bill asking the Department of Labor to roll that back. Heisinger said that the wage went up by about $2 an hour this year. That's while farmers are dealing with high fuel and fertilizer costs. These farmers are feeling absolutely under assault, and they're concerned. Heisinger said several members of Michigan's congressional delegation sent a letter to the Department of Labor this week asking that fees for migrant workers be reduced. The group writes, quote, We believe such a sharp increase in fees would compound the impact of the increased costs the agriculture economy is facing right now. The owners of the South Shore Health and Racquet Club in St. Joseph Township are seeking to build a facility to house new pickleball courts. South Shore General Manager Sarah Lancaster told us more. So in this addition, um, we're looking at answering some growing pain solutions that South Shore has seen over the years. Pickleball, have you heard of it? So, uh, So that would be the permanent pickleball courts would be going in this area for the club. Lancaster said the facility would be about 30,000 square feet and have as many courts as space will allow, as well as other amenities for members. The St. Joe Township Board of Trustees Monday approved a commercial rehabilitation district at the property, which will allow South Shore to apply for a tax break while building the expansion. And the Benton Harbor Planning Commission has heard from Corwell Health about its plans for the new Center for Better Health and Wellness at 145 West Main Street. At a meeting today, Corwell's Phil Cooper talked to planners about the facility now under construction to be located in a building donated by Whirlpool. This replaces the current Center for Better better Health and Wellness. So it would be relocating and expanding that clinic into this building. So it aligns with what's been approved in the area, and we're just looking for approval to move that function into this new building that we've been donated. The center's Dr. Willie Lawrence said this clinic will offer a wide range of medical services not offered at the current location just across the street. We want to transform this community. It's not enough to be just a hospital care system. you got to be health comes in many ways, and it starts young. The Planning Commission was to consider a special use permit for the center today, but there wasn't a quorum at the meeting. They had Corwell do its presentation anyway with a vote on the permit to come at a later time. Corwell opened the current Center for Better Health and Wellness during the pandemic. After a positive response, the decision was made to expand. It's hoped the new center will be ready to open in the fall. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture into Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. As the U.S. edges closer to default, possibly as early as the 1st of June, President Biden has invited four congressional leaders to the White House on May 9th for discussions. More from ABC's Karen Travers. The White House insists that this does not mean the president is now willing to negotiate on the debt ceiling. Their position is still very firm on this. The president says that Congress needs to have a clean debt ceiling vote, raise that, and then there can be a conversation about spending cuts. That has been their position for months now on this. And just because he is going to sit down next week with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other congressional leaders, they say that does not mean the position has changed. 
The Biden administration will send 1,500 troops to the U.S.-Mexico border amid an expected migrant surge following the end of COVID pandemic-era restrictions. The White House says the troops will be sent to focus on administrative tasks so the U.S. Customs and Border Protection can work in the field. The troops will not do law enforcement work. President Biden's actions follow similar moves by former President Donald Trump, who deployed active-duty troops to the border to assist Border Patrol on top of National Guard forces that were already there in processing large migrant caravans. Senate Democrats and Republicans were at odds during a hearing on the Supreme Court today, but they were able to agree on one thing, more maybe sees M. Win. The Senate Judiciary Committee's hearing on the Supreme Court was highly partisan. Democrats pushed for more court oversight in the wake of revelations about Justice Clarence Thomas's failure to disclose luxury vacations and a piece of real estate paid for by wealthy GOP donor Harlan Crow, whom Senator Blumenthal said should be investigated. If he is so sure that there was no impropriety, let him come before the committee, face the public and Congress. Republicans called it targeted alarmism and an assault on Justice Thomas. Both sides did agree, however, that the court needs to be more transparent. M. Wynn, ABC News, Washington. The mother-in-law of a registered sex offender found dead in a rural Oklahoma property with his wife, her teenage children and two visiting teens, says he kept the family under lock and key and always had to know where they were. Jeanette Mayo said Jesse McFadden's controlling behavior was concerning, but the family didn't learn about his criminal history until a few months ago. Mayo says her daughter and the three teenage grandchildren were among the seven found dead during a search for two missing teens. Authorities say the seven were believed to include the two missing teenagers. Mayo said the missing girls were friends with their 13-year-old granddaughter and were spending the weekend with the family. There's a new national warning about loneliness from the U.S. Surgeon General, Morph maybe sees Derek Dennis. Dr. Vivek Murthy, the nation's Surgeon General, defines loneliness as isolation and lack of connection, and he says it can be debilitating for all age groups. Nearly half of adults in America are saying that they are struggling with loneliness, but the numbers are actually greater among kids. He says it's a myth to think children can't be lonely because of their connection to social media or use of technology, saying that's no substitute for human interaction. Another myth, loneliness and depression are the same. When you're depressed, for example, people tend to withdraw more, and that can actually put you at risk for loneliness. And he says that can bring a host of other health effects, including heart disease, dementia, stroke, and premature death. Derek Dennis, ABC News. Wisconsin's conservative-controlled Supreme Court has ruled a hospital could not be forced to give a deworming drug to a patient with COVID-19, saying a county judge did not cite a legal basis for administering ivermectin. Ivermectin became popular among conservatives after commentators and even some far-right doctors held up the anti-parasitic drug as a miracle cure for coronavirus and other illnesses. But the Food and Drug Administration has not approved it for use in treating COVID and warns that misusing Ivermectin can be harmful, even fatal. Today's decision upholds a lower court ruling against Alan Gall, who sued Aurora Healthcare in 2021 when doctors refused to treat his uncle with the drug. Police in the small northern California college town of Davis say they're using every tool available to try to find a killer. There have been three stabbings within the past week, two of which have been fatal. One of the dead was a student at the University of California, Davis. Morph maybe sees Alex Stone. Police say they aren't totally sure the three stabbings were connected, but it seems like they were three stabbings in parks or a homeless encampment. The police chief is telling people living in Davis to use a buddy system and to be smart about when they go out and where. Mayor Will Arnold. We are using every available resource to solve these crimes, to bring an end to this violence. Evidence has been sent to three crime labs for analysis. Police say they hope to get DNA hits off that evidence. Alex Stone, EBC News. 
And the effect of the writer's strike in Hollywood is already being felt. Morph maybe sees Jason Nathanson. If you watched The View this morning, you were told that things might be a little looser as the show's writers were on strike. But we did a show anyway because we want to keep everybody employed and we want to do our best and we support our writers because we know what they're going through. We're also told Greg Gutfield's late night show on Fox News will stay on the air, likely the only late night show not shutting down. Nicholas Connor manages a market near Sony Studios in Los Angeles. He's concerned because during the COVID shutdown, no studio workers meant no business. Kind of makes me worried we might see a dip the way we did back then. Jason Athenson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.